Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee and Coaching Podcast. As ever, we hope you enjoy this episode and take a lot of value from it. And maybe we might be able to make you laugh a little bit too. We started this podcast to help empower and inspire you to take control and create the life that you want to lead. But remember that everything we speak about is just our opinion and shouldn't be taken as medical advice. If you enjoy the podcast, then it would mean the world to us if you could leave a review and share each episode on your social media. The more people that know about how sick this podcast is, the more people we can help. That's enough of that. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. We are joined by two special guests today. Please introduce yourself and let us know what your name is, what you do, who you are, everything about you. Uh, so I'm Grace. Uh, I am uh, an online coach and personal trainer. I coach shift workers mainly. Um, we work together, but kind of I have my own niche and Lydia has hers. Um, and I'm from Manchester. She's a half scouser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> well, she lives here now, so... Um, and yeah, that's pretty much me. Life. Um, I'm Lydia. Um, at Lydia's PT. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in. Well, I'm PT coach. Um, been in the industry for I think six years, and I coach people just to change their lives because that's what we need to do. We need to change more people's lives. Lovely. But most importantly, what coffee have you got? Um, an espresso. I'm on decaf. I'm on decaf. I haven't had a coffee in like three months. It's like a, a a proper caffeinated coffee. Just one of those people, aren't I? Grace, get off. This is Grace. We're just gonna do this podcast with you today, Grace. Um, mine is Stormio Nespresso. Nice, good choice. Yeah. Have you tried the pumpkin spice one yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Oh I think it's like good. it. I love it. Yeah, I went through two boxes in like nearly a week, I think. <laughs> You're addicted. I was having two a day. <laughs> yeah. Lydia, why are you decaffeinating yourself? Um, For a reason. I just feel like I'm just very, I'm a, a, I've just got a lot of energy all the time. And sometimes when I was having coffee, I was just getting to the point where I was just like, right, okay, I've got heart palpitations. This is not good. Yeah, and okay. <laughs> coffee just tastes nice by itself. So I was like, I'm just not going to drink it. So I just haven't drank a deep. Well, it's a lie that I've actually had one cappuccino, which was it had one shot in, didn't it? Yeah, because Costa have ran out of decaf everywhere. Decaf and marshmallows, they've got a shortage. <laughs> That's what the woman's told me. Never mind the fuel shortage. Yeah. Costa, <laughs> yeah. I've got no marshmallows or decaf. Yeah. Why is no one talking about this? Just, yeah, it's a Costa thing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no, but my sleep's been like massively improved. Yeah. I just don't feel like I need coffee. So yeah, I, I get the sense you, you you've always got good energy all the time. Yeah. I'm just a little bit hyper every now and again. Just gets yeah. a little extreme sometimes. Those peasants where like our natural state is <laughs> I want to go to sleep in five minutes. <laughs> so we need the coffee. <laughs> we, we need the coffee to function properly. Yeah. You, you probably don't need it. We've got a couple of questions, haven't we, Jack? Yeah. Got some two good ones and then one really challenging and good one to, to finish on. I'm excited for the third one more than I am for the other two. I'm excited for the first two, but the third one. Because <clears throat> when you asked me, 
Isaac asked me this before we started recording this episode, and I was like, oh, that's actually a really good question. Give me a minute. I had to think about it. Um, so, yeah, it's good. I'm excited. I am not. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> What's question number one, lad? Question number one. Three words. What's your why? Just three words. Just three words. What's not in three words, but the oh, question. Oh three words. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to tell me Help exactly me. why you get up every morning, but only using three words. That's a short podcast, that lad. <laughs> yeah, short podcast. Question two, you've only got two words. <laughs> and the last one, the most challenging one word. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, we'll do. Uh, so, my reason why I'd say is. Um, I was like the fat kid um, when I was younger, um, hated PE. My sister was a gymnast. She was kind of like, I, I just used to like waddle behind my sister, like, you know, <laughs> always going to all these like shows, watching Tish. And I was just like Trev, like at the back. My, my uncle's actually nicknamed me Trev because I was a proper lad. <laughs> I'm going to send you both a picture as to why she's called Trev, so you understand again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it just kind of spiraled for me to the point where I put on a shitload of weight when I went to uni. And it just got to the point where I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to feel like this anymore. So um, my fitness journey kind of started from there about four, 14, 15 years ago. Um, and then I just kind of like fell in love with it. Um, met Lydia about five years ago. And then it just kind of went from there. Um, and at the time I was working in the police, um, started doing my qualifications and then eventually qualified, started doing both. So I was doing PT online and working in the police and then it just got a bit too hectic. So I just went <laughs> all in. Um, and yeah, I think for me, it's like the mental health side of it with the police, because they're all struggling, like a lot of police officers have either previously or still got the head up their ass. Um, mm. And the, there's not really a great deal out there as in, I mean, you just fill in a survey once a month to say how you're doing and people aren't honest on them. So yeah. for me, all the all the people that I coach now, I really zone in on that with them um, and try to make sure that it's not really massively about, you know, um, getting shredded or looking amazing. It's just about, is everything ticking over as it should do? Are you feeling okay? And I'm just someone to fall back on as in like supporting the mental health side of things as well for them. Um, so yeah, that's, I suppose, my reason why. Nice. Love it. Do you know, I, what, what, what I think, we'll obviously listen to you in a second, Lydia, but I think whenever you ask someone that question, we all, or why, why they're, why they're into coaching, you always see them. They want to bring what they've experienced in their life mm. to others. And you almost, you've obviously been on your journey yourself through the police, probably, I don't know, potentially suffered with what you just mentioned there. Everyone's got their head up their ass at some point. Yeah. Sort yeah. of a bit neglected, obviously. I imagine the, the shifts are, are, are mad, like the, the working hours. And so being able to have gone through that yourself, manage all of that learned a lot of how to actually do that now having the ability and the 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 gift to be able to bring that to other people is, yeah. is I, I feel like that's why 
my why is is deeply anchored in what I've been through and the lessons that I've learned and being able to bring that to other people. I know it's the same with Jack. The monkey bars for you, lad. I was a part of that. Yeah, monkey bars. Monkey bars, lad. Did you see that on my story? No. I saw Jack on the monkey bars. I didn't see you on them, though. I broke Hello. my hand on monkey bars when I was a kid. Share everyone. Share with everyone. Yeah, you know, I feel like you need to know the monkey bars of, story now. Of, of your... <laughs> this is like the Isaac origin story. This is a life-defining moment that happened to me. And I, was, I, don't, I actually don't know how old I was. I think I was in the region, like six-ish, six or seven, maybe. I don't know, around that. And there's the monkey bars, this park called Greenbank Park in Liverpool. Um, and they're, they're hard. They're fucking hard monkey bars, aren't they? Even Jack struggled the other day. Yeah, they're like, you know, yeah. not just like a straight set. They've got like a, like that, a snake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're also about, about 10 foot in the air, I'd say. They're high as well. So when when I when I was a kid, I tried to do them and kept falling off and then started crying and wanted to leave. And I was with my mum. And she was like, she just refused to let me leave the park until I completed the monkey bars. So I'd I'd go, I'd fall, start crying, and then she'd say, No, just get it. She'd she obviously come for me and put me back on the thing and just be like, go again. And we were literally there for about an hour until I got it in the end. And then I got it. And was just buzzing, dead happy, and then we left. And it's just like a very simple piece of parenting. But what that taught me was like, no matter how hard something is, if you just keep going and keep trying and try a different way or try something slightly different and just be relentless in your pursuit of doing something, you will eventually get there. And although it's so such a small, insignificant thing, that drilled something into me, which which was very powerful. And I made Jack do it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> that was- I like that. Yeah, that's really it good. It is, yeah. Really it good. is. It's really good. Did you manage the monkey bars, Jack? Just, yeah. I didn't have the same life-defining moment, I don't think, as Isaac did. Isaac, Isaac is going to get the fuck back up, lad. Isaac, <laughs> <laughs> I broke my arm on monkey bars when I was a kid, so... Yeah. I literally remember I used to stand on the platform and I could jump to like the second one, then I could jump to the third one, and I tried being brave and jumping to the fourth one, and I literally just went <laughs> grazed all my face and broke my arm. Yeah, the fucking dangerous that monkey bars. Yeah, dangerous. I was on my own as well <laughs> on the park. Lydia, um, what's your way? Um, so I grew up with um. In, in a household where one of my parents was um, just overweight. And throughout my whole entire life, I've, I've watched that parent just just struggle, literally just struggle every single day. Used to go to Weight Watchers with them or like Slimming World, whatever the fuck it was back then. And just watching and being in that environment and then obviously growing up and not having that same kind of attachment to food because I played football, so we got told what to eat in a, in a sense and like if you were running I couldn't eat shit so I had to have energy so I've never had that attachment to food where obviously one of my parents did so I just know when I got to football and was doing what I was doing and obviously getting better and better and obviously I knew I was putting good food in me I was getting good back it was like a defining moment as such to go well why can't she do that why why can't why can't my mum do that and then as I got older started going to the gym and just thought, right, I can, I can do this. And then obviously as you get to the gym, you go through your PT qualification, which is the worst thing in the whole entire world. And then you <laughs> learn about nutrition. 
and then it, it just all like clicked and then obviously when you go on Instagram you see people you see like we just live in a population don't we where people are just a lot bigger than what they probably need to be and just don't realize how easy it is once you just lay the fundamentals and I think there's 101 ways to skin a cat and people just go down one route and I think they need to be like it, everything just needs to be taught to them in different ways so mm -hmm. I just don't want to see people or have people like me grow up and thinking food's bad or good or anything like that so I just want to change people's lives in that sense to say it is actually okay and training mm -hmm. is good for your mental health you don't have to do it for a physique kind of goal you can just do it for an overall I feel fucking good now I've been in the gym right okay bye I'm gonna go eat something green as long as it's green it's okay yeah that's it not weird, that's yeah, not again it's, it's like space cakes after this now <laughs> it's like the same sort of thing it's like what you've been not necessarily been through as, as a person but but experienced the pain that, that your mum has gone through from a relationship with food and being overweight and whatnot you now have the gift and the ability to be able to not let anyone else go through that 100% and my mum now she looks like a complete different person she like she understands food and she doesn't you know she, she's very I think as well like I, I think people in that generation they're very much emotional eaters about like obviously going in depth with it because obviously this is just a normal podcast let's not go down that route but I think that a lot of them are emotional eaters and now like she'll see herself falling victim to it but like change it and yeah. I think that's just like a huge yeah, there wasn't really much out there, was there? Um, like, we, we didn't have Instagram, Facebook, all the things that kind of, like, there is some useful stuff out there, isn't yeah. there now, for people to actually go, oh, my God, that's me, that's why I do it. Mm. Whereas when your mum and my mum, and because I know my mum had, like, struggles with, with eating disorders and stuff like that, yeah. but no one knew what it was back then. Mm. Um, yeah, but, I think the, the, the advances in what, available researchers out there but also yeah. how like easily accessible it is for mm. for us at least anyway we we yeah. know sort of what we're looking for and what mm. what it's is good and what is is unreliable information but yeah i think like their generation there was no wasn't yeah. eating disorder i mean I there was the, the stigma around but, it as well it's like yeah what do you mean emotionally and just don't eat it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, i think it, my, it's changed a lot my mom when um because my mum had bulimia and she said when she went to the doctors, he had to actually like get a book out and bring someone else in to find out what was wrong with her because he didn't know. <laughs> so like... I was 16 when that happened. 16, so, so it was like 40 years ago. years ago, yeah. Um, and it was just like, she, she, didn't, she didn't have a clue. The doctor didn't have a clue. And it's like, but nowadays, they, you know, there's that much out there and like you say, research, but yeah. That's crazy. And I think as well, which is, I don't know if this is a valid point or what have you, but food is, it, it, it's in our life constant. It's a constant. It's always there. So if you don't get along with it in the sense of like, you just, you'll binge or you'll under eat or you'll do one of the others. It's like, why not like learn and find that happy medium with it? Like, and actually go, okay, food doesn't need to actually control my life here. I can actually just like eat when I, when I want to eat. And as long as it's good and, you know, nutrient dense, like I'm, I'm going to be okay from it. That's an amazing point. It's like, it, it, if you can't get along with food, you're fucked. You need to eat it every day. Yeah, literally. Like, no, we, sorry, go on. We had this conversation a while ago and we, we were talking about a book. 
I can't remember what book it was, but you were saying like the two drivers of all human beings when you break it down is the feed and fuck. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's your, like when you, as soon as you wake up in the morning, yeah. feed, yeah. fuck, repeat. Like, yeah. and everything else that you do is to do those two things well. Yeah. yeah. So if you can't get along with 50% of what your your base driving factor is, then that's, a, that's something that you should probably look at. You have to live a very unhappy life, guys. Yeah. <laughs> a very unhappy life. No, also on that topic as well, like food needs to, needs to be something you get along with. I was having this, this, this conversation with myself the other day. I was listening, listening to a couple of podcasts over the last month or so. And they've sort of changed how I think. Actually, John, not John. I actually wanted to call you John. The five. Fun? I mean, funny, known each other for years. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> Who the fuck's John? It at all. <laughs> no, it, it's similar to the idea in the chimp paradox. Mm. You've read that, haven't you? Have you yeah. guys read that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like if you can't get on with yourself, then your life's going to be a little bit shit. Because you have to deal with yourself all day, every single day. If you can't get on with the chimp that's in your brain, then it's just gonna it's gonna be a very difficult existence. And so one of the podcasts I was listening to had a woman on, and she she's an author, and the, a, a recent book she's written is called something like the high oh, the high five. Mel Robin. High five habit. Mel Robin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, what podcast was it? Yourself. What podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve yeah. Park. Let's park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's probably yeah. one of the best podcasts that he's, he's got out. Yeah. Yeah. So really. Jack, you're gonna laugh your head off. So basically, she's the whole whole book. I haven't read it obviously, but the whole book apparently is about walking, looking at yourself in the mirror every single morning and giving yourself a high five. Isaac, have you done it though? I've fist bumped myself because high fives are a bit gay. <laughs> I could go with that. I could go with that. Honestly, every now and again, like I pull me, pull me with me. You know the the, the what the fuck they call the car flat thing. Yeah. Um, but regardless, that thing yeah. down on the on yes, and then just carry yeah. on going. Yeah. It does fucking work. It's so good because you either you just you just piss yourself laughing and then you're happy then, aren't you? It's like gives you a little like. Yeah. No, it's great, but I I think just the act of looking at yourself in the mirror because you never actually like you look in the mirror and you like brush your teeth or like check your head or something but you never actually look at yourself deep in the eyeballs no. you don't look into your soul you know but when, <laughs> you actually, when you actually look at yourself in the eyes and you realize that you're an actual human you almost in the same way that jack i look at you and i have empathy for you because you're the person that i care about and whatnot you have that about yourself and it's a weird it's a weird scenario because you almost like forget about yourself you neglect yourself you just like yeah. you don't treat yourself like you would treat another person and would you say as coaches as well that we give a lot of our, say like we have 100% energy to give out to people, we give probably like 99.8% of that to all our clients, yeah. Instagram, family, relationships, and then it's like we've got like what, 0.2% left for ourselves? Yes, Not the definitely. definitely. I told you about that, um, the statistic about pet owners, how that like the likelihood of them missing a medication for their pet yeah like non-existent yeah that's true that yeah your pet's on medication if you've got a dog and it needs to take flea even the flea or the worm and stuff you never forget it but then when they look to their own personal medication or their doctor's appointments or their own personal health they were missing appointments they weren't taking the medication and they were like like i can't remember the statistics so i won't say them because i'll murder it 
but the, the, the disparity between like this dog and its worm and tablet and me and like diabetes medication was like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you can't remember to take your own diabetes medication, but you can worm your dog every yeah. four weeks and not forget. Yeah. It's because you care more about your dog than yourself. Dogs yeah. are amazing. It, I think yeah. I think it's the same with like mental and physical health though as well. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day. I think that was a Jay Shetty one. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we love dogs on here. He's, he's so needy. He'll be barking because he gets jealous when other dogs go for a walk. <laughs> well, he sits there going mad at them as they walk past. Um, yeah, and it was about like if you're like if you break your leg, for example you go to the hospital, you go and get it seen to, you don't carry on walking around on it, well, unless you're complete. I think, yeah, he broke his, he broke something and carried on walking on it, didn't you? Well, I, is it, are you talking about recently? Yeah. Yeah, so recently I didn't actually broke, I just got a hematoma in my trivialis oh. anterior, which was fine now. But previously, I actually did get a hairline fracture in my... Um, Tibia. I think it was my tibia. I can't quite remember. In my tibia, I'm just let's just say it was tibia. And carried on playing football for like three months before I thought, you know, I should probably go to the hospital. About <laughs> <laughs> time. Yeah. Um, well, most people wouldn't carry on doing that. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like they were saying with mental health, for example, we just kind of carry on and don't actually because it's invisible. Yeah. You don't yeah. always go and like get it seen to or you kind of just pass it by and put it to the back of your mind and then obviously it just ruminates and ruminates but um yeah so I think that's quite an interesting point as well you know a big part of that like where you said you can't see it mm. is like again that like almost like peer pressure like mm. if you could see your mental health if your mental health was stamped across your head yeah. Like I feel like absolute shit today. And you wouldn't walk around in no. front of your friends, in front of your family, because you wouldn't want them to see that. Yeah. So you go and do something about it, but because it because of that, you can't see it. People are just like, no, I'll worry about it. I'll go to I'll go sort. I've got the kids to work, I've got the kids to look after, I've got I've got the dog to look after, I've got to get to work. Whereas a broken arm. You, you, if there's blood and bone and all kinds sticking out your arm, people are going to be like, hey, you need to go and get that fixed. Like, <laughs> like, that's not right. That shouldn't look like that. Yeah. Would you think that that's because other people would show you the empathy that you need to go and get it sorted and they can't necessarily always do that with mental health? Yeah, 100%. Because like, um, you're not showing yourself the empathy. You're the only one who can see it. And if you're fixed. struggling with your mental health, you don't think you deserve to go yeah. and get it fixed a lot of the time. Yeah, and you or, feel like feel like a burden. I know, yeah. like people have said that to me in the past. Like people that have been close to me as well, they mm. said like I just I didn't want to ring or I didn't want to do this because I, I just don't want to be a burden on anyone. And um, yeah, it, it it is worrying really that it's still. But it, when you're in that frame of mind, I think it's hard to kind of get yourself out. Do you know what? Um, because we've both done a mental health um, qualification. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck it is. So it's a warden mental health and exercise coaching. And the two people who do it called Dan Hancock and Ben something. Ben Lewis. Yeah, but one of their course. I was looking at it. Is it a good course? Would you yeah, really good. Really yeah, good yeah really good. They have, um, they've quoted something. So this isn't like a fucking Albert Einstein quote. This is like literally from them. But it's like, what if there isn't anything up with mental health? What if it's we don't know how, we don't know how to respond? 
So everyone's got mental health issues about realizing it. Like the pandemic, like made it very, very apparent that everyone has something in them that just, just need, might just need a little bit of help every some, now and again. Some form of poor mental health. Yeah. yeah, and I think people just don't know how to respond back. They yeah. like they don't know how to actually go. Oh, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry, because what if that's not the thing that they need to hear at that point in time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I imagine that that would be, uh, you know, when someone goes like. If, if you're angry and someone says calm down <laughs> yeah tell me to calm down so so what can someone start doing to show themselves more empathy and not not just in terms of like mental health but also like general day-to-day like prioritizing everyone else above themselves not prioritizing the physical health as well as the mental health so i feel like that that is yeah. a thing where people just forget that they are a human that needs looking after as well yeah i well we've started getting our clients to high five themselves and put that in the group the other day and yeah. then um i always say to my clients as well i had it on the end of the daily checklist a gratitude log yeah just like three things like literally someone made you a nice coffee someone and i think gratitude is the biggest thing in actually just life in general and and appreciating everything and it kind of reaffirms who you are where you've come from and and it, it it's just gratitude is everything to me I think yeah um and I think, I think if you if you can if you can express gratitude you will eventually start to love yourself and love everything that you've you've kind of been through and your path in life and why it's led you to where you are mm-hmm. um you can't change the past. No. Yeah. Yeah. A big one for me with that. Like, I love the gratitude as part of my check-ins with with, with everyone, and like the sort of what what did you do well, and yeah. that. I more more and more have just removed all negativity from from my interactions with with, with clients because that's what they're focused on. Yeah. And you find Jeff, like you will do because this is like coaching phenomenon that you yeah. don't hear from your clients after a bad week yeah <laughs> you hear from them when they've had a really really good week you don't hear from them when they've had a terrible week but you only really want to hear from them when they've had a terrible week yeah because that's where you need to that's where the, you need the most sort of interaction yeah so on those like i love those calls i love those conversations that's like what did you do well this week oh nothing i had a takeaway i didn't go to the gym uh, my sleep was terrible and it's like okay but what did you do well this week yeah nothing i'm like no but you did you did go and dig. I don't care what it is. Did you make the bed? Did you get to the kids to school on time? Like, what did you do well this week that meant all of this other stuff didn't go well? Like, you did some stuff, otherwise you wouldn't be here now. <laughs> like, you got through the week, didn't you? It was a really fucking difficult week. You got through it, so something went well. That, yeah. Be having this conversation. That, yeah. Something. yeah, that that's exactly <laughs> like the way the way um I do it as well, and it. Rather than going, oh God, you know, and like showing sympathy, I always, I, I got taught this years ago, but it was about like, you've got two pools, you've got sympathy and you've got empathy and the person's in the pool already. If you jump in, if you, if you go into sympathy, you're jumping in the, in the water with them, but you need to stay outside of it and actually help them out. And that's empathy. And that's yeah. never known a more naughty dog than ours. He does it every time we're on Zoom. Yeah, I've I can beat that. 
mine's in a big creek downstairs for that exact reason because otherwise you'd be in here fighting me and stuff. That's the amazing. Dog in the world. Get here. Like literally That's... the smallest dog in the world. He just wants to sit sit on your knee. That's all he wants. <laughs> um, That's the amazing metaphor. That's gonna save me forever. Yeah, I really, really and then, like that. Um, yeah, and then. And another way I do it as well is like not going, not not feeding into it, just asking better questions. Like, so what are you going to do? You know, what 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 can you now do to kind of, you know, get past what whatever's gone on this week, rather than going, oh god, yeah, no, totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I came off. Um, I do a weekly live now with all my clients. I came off for this morning just before this podcast, and today's was about reframing. So like, there's there's always gonna be bad situations in life. So when someone's feeling down, they've done everything shit. Like Jack, you've just said, there's always gonna be something that came yeah. out that was good, and you can always feed into the positives and actually look towards the positives. It's like if you can reframe a situation, you almost become completely untouchable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything Absolutely. that it's life's bound to punch you in the face every now and then. Yeah. It's, it's bound to go badly. Yeah. So it's like nine times out of ten, not nine times out of ten, probably like 50% of the time, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's either going to be good or bad. Yeah. It's going to be fair towards bad sometimes and it's going to be fair towards good sometimes, but generally life's going to gonna be hard. And if you can always find the positives from it, generally we just get through life a little bit easier and then and, and find everything works a lot, a lot nicer and things a lot smoother. To go full D-Martini on it, there's no good or bad in any situation. Well, yeah. That's what I tried to get across. Yeah. And and as well, I I, I always think as well, like if there is bad times, which I always like saying to my clients as well, it's building your resilience and your confidence yeah. for the next time anything like that comes up, you know how to deal with it and you know you can deal with it. Yeah. And then like, oh yeah, like like you say, reframing it, yeah. putting it in a different, putting it into different language rather than it all like doom and gloom. Well, yeah, there's this is the, one of the things that I spoke to them today about was um, like think of the worst time of your whole life, the absolute worst, the worst moments or the worst period of your life and write down five things that that came good from it. Mm-hmm. Because, and Jack, we, we spoke about this when we were seeing <coughs> Martini talking about relationships. Like you've had a really bad relationship, something positive came from that. If you had a really bad time in your life, something positive came from that, whether it's you, as you just said, Grace, become more resilient or yeah. more experienced. Maybe you've had a terrible relationship and it re- absolutely ruined your life, but now you demand more from a partner in terms of respect. Or you have gone through the most unbelievably difficult thing you could possibly ever experience and you've got to do it. And now you've got an unwavering confidence within yourself that you're resilient and you can conquer anything that life throws at you. Like there's always something good that can come from things. I, I, I've got a quote on my phone, um, just because I just went through a bit of a shit time recently. And it's, I believe every single person has got to hit that bottom for them to know how like amazing that they truly are. Like, to, yeah. re, re, like to, it's like a bounce board, then you can either stay down there or you can yeah. like fucking shoot yourself back up. And I think, like you said before, like, whether you have something good or something bad happen to you or however you make it, if you if you didn't have bad things, you wouldn't know how good felt. And if you didn't have good things, you wouldn't know how bad felt. So yeah. if everything was good all the time, you, you'd get semi-bored of it. 
Mm. It's good to have a bit of a mixture, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. That's why I put some people's programs. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I program widow makers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To make you realise how good you actually are. (laughs) Um, Jack, what's the next question? Next question is, and I'll frame it in the way I frame this when I first speak to someone. Um, on like a discovery call with me. So in 10, I mean, I don't normally say it in 10 years time. I normally say in 12 months, but we'll go bigger picture with you guys. In 10 years time, you're sitting back down on the Coffee and Coaching podcast. We've just finished our big spiel with some giant sponsors like Under Armour and Nike, if you're listening. You know, we're looking for sponsors. Nike. Give us some free stuff. Um, And... You're sitting down in front of us. What have you achieved? What is the sort of end goal? What are you trying to build? What's your vision? Well, it's like a joint one, isn't it? Mm. I suppose, like, for, for where we want to go and what we want to do. Just take over the fucking world, mate. Yeah. Um, That's what I want to do. I think eventually, like, we, what we want to kind of get to is be able to obviously continue to change people's lives but on a broader scale to the point where a little bit like James Smith and and the people out there that you know making it more affordable for people so that we can help so many other people rather than it being quite limited now because of like costumes and things like that we don't want uh, costumes to be a barrier for people to be able to get help so eventually that's where we want to kind of get to and and go into like because obviously I think more for you mm. it'd be for her to go into you know like different police stations police stations that actually teach people you know like do like seminars and actually go it isn't actually that hard what you see on on Instagram is sometimes mm. a lot of shit yeah. unless you follow us for then it's okay but <laughs> you, you don't yeah. <laughs> some doubtful things out there but I think it's just helping more people but like now it's like at a certain level where it's about going bigger and wider and like bringing other things into it instead of it just being like X, Y, Z. It's going down that deeper scale into a different type of realm of coaching, I suppose you could call it. Nice. What about you? Either and, or. And, and obviously we'd have like a house um, on a beach somewhere. And yeah. <laughs> with a nice little gym in with it. a dog that doesn't bark too much. <laughs> Yeah. What are you, Jack? I still not confident talking about it out loud. Um, I am. Like, I will tell you, just not on the podcast, because I am so confident that this is the thing that is going to explode and take over the world that I'm not letting it out until it is you, a thing. You mentioned this on the on one of the podcasts with just you two, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. after this, I want to know what it is. Thanks, Kim. Yeah. I'll tell you after it, but it ties into what you have just said. It ties into what Isaac's doing. It's tying into, like, this is why I'm so fucking excited about it, because everyone I speak to is sort of wants the same thing out of, like, health and fitness. And I've yeah. got something for that. Um, that's fucking exciting. to make it happen. What about you, Isaac? Um, my, I think I do things backwards. So, like, I think of what I want for my life and then 
the vehicle in which I used to get me there changes all the time. So previously I was going to hire someone then I decided against it and now I feel like I want to start hiding a team again. And now I'm not sure. So it's, it's just, it's a, there's a whole load of things going on. A billion ideas floating around in my head, but all I want is to be able to impact again uh, the, the most people possible and be able to create a life for myself where I'm financially free and I can impact lives. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I'm going to get there, but one day I will. Just take it day by day. That's it. Yeah. 1% better every yeah. single day. I always think as well, um, the way I look at life is like the person that gets you to one level of like success, if you if you say, is not going to be the person that gets you to the next level. Yeah. Like you constantly change and your mindset changes and everything mm-hmm. changes. It's like different levels, different devils. Yeah. That's what AN say. Yeah. Nice. Because I, I, I almost have experienced that as I've I've had an idea and then I've gone three months and then I'm in a different place and I'm like well I don't I don't want yeah. to do that anymore it doesn't make sense to me why would I do that now and then again every single time you move forwards you just your yeah. goals change so it's almost like the the vision like I always talk to clients about vision and we do podcasts so have to make sure you've got a really strong vision my vision is anchored in the values that I want to have in my life like the the actual how I want my life to look and feel like, but I'm not necessarily sure what avenue I need to go down to to achieve that just yet. You just step forward every day and then that's it. I'll be there one day. I had a similar conversation of about this with uh, my business mentor, Mark, mm. and he was saying, like, Mark's, Mark's on another level, isn't he, Isaac? He worked with, <coughs> we both worked together with him for, for six months and, like, He's just on another level. You, you you have a call with him, and he's just like, "Yeah, do this." He looks at you. He look at you like a landing page or a business idea or like a problem you bring to him, and he's just like, "Yeah, this." You want to write something? You want to write a post? And he's just like, "This is how you write it. This is how you word it." And he's just on it because he's just operating on on another level up. And on the last call I had with him, he was like, "He's talking about how like I'm very if he tells me right, this is what we're doing next week." As soon as the phone's down, I'm 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 in it. I'm like, right, okay. I want to get it all done today. Obviously, I'm not going to, but I just go in it and I'll message him like two hours later and be like, look, I've done this. And he's like, so you've got that energy. And he's like, so I like to think I've got that. And he was like, but I sat down with, I can't remember who it was. He mentioned another big coach who was like similar sort of level area to him. And they were talking about the clients that he works with who are like, um football agents and like but like football agents for like pros and stuff and he was like he was sitting down talking with mark saying these guys are on another level to us and he was like everywhere you go like i look at mark and go fucking hell he's fucking up here and he's sitting down with his mate talking about some of the people they work with going fucking hell they're on another level completely they're up above us and it's just constantly different people yeah Mm -hmm. I think I, I've got this mental. Uh, sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was, you, you speak. You're, you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I've got. So obviously, I'm with um, Authority Network. You know, Phil Graham. Yeah. And that that is like that. Like literally, like you, you hear the stories and the things that they're making, and just they're just undeniably. You're just thinking, "Fucking hell, I'm nowhere near that." Like, what the hell am I meant to do here now? <laughs> Doing this, and they're up there. It's just crazy. But this is 
this is a, a good thing. I was having this conversation with one of my clients the other day because he thought that he trained hard and then started sending, just, just started a couple of weeks ago, and he started sending me videos through, sent a video through on the leg press and put, and put some, like, basically, like, he, he, he almost wanted to send it across to show that he was working hard, and I just ripped him to shreds, and I was just like, well, not ripped him to shreds, that's a bit excessive. I was just like, that's about six reps left in the tank, and I just basically told yeah. him it was, and he was sort of hurt by it a little bit, but then realised that, in it, like once you realise that now you know there's levels, you know that there's more. Like this is what's wrong with the people in JD. That's why they're still shit. That guy has been doing being a shit PT for the last ten years. He's just in JD. He's not. He's not exposed to the different levels that there are. That's why he's at the same level. Like being exposed to people at different levels lets you know that right there actually is more. You need to keep pushing to be able to get to these levels. And it's yeah. it's, it's inspiring. It's exciting because yeah. how shit would it be if you were just yeah I I think I was lucky like when I came into the industry because I was pretty much mentored by Lydia and she was just like so knowledgeable I think it was like a pro it was like a pro and a con though because in some in a lot of ways it was a pro but then at the same time initially I was like oh why why don't I know that and why 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 am I not that good and I was constantly like a little bit of comparison syndrome even though there was nothing like anything should have been compared it was just really hard to get my head around Mm -hmm. everything that Lydia knew and the stuff that I didn't know I was just like oh but um apart from that it was like me and Simon were having this conversation the other day and he was saying like I've been quite lucky to be surrounded by really good like fitness industry professionals because there's so much shit out there um and every time I was at FLF you were there yeah like yeah throughout all the gyms that you've ever worked in and stuff but yeah it's crazy really I used to I used to feel really uncomfortable about that like would when I first got like I feel like I come into the fitness industry later in life Mm. A lot of people start like 18, 19 and, yeah. and in it for a while. And I was like 27-ish, 28, maybe when I started. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> yeah. So like at first, my ego, I'd come from a job where I knew the knew it inside out. I was fucking fantastic at my job in the army and I knew it well and I was good at it. And then I've come into an industry and I'm surrounded by people younger than me that know way more than me. And it was hard and my ego took a beating and it was like, I'd almost get like defensive about it. Like, oh, well, this shit. Yeah, well, fucking that, what they're doing, stupid. Oh, well, that's fu-. And like now, and that was just a defensive, like ego, yeah. like didn't like not being the best at something. I think Whereas, it's part of like human, isn't it? Part yeah, of human nature, like, <clears throat> yeah. But now I get like excited. If I'm in a room or I'm talking to someone who is like on another level, it's like, that's where I can get to. Like, mm. I want to be around you. I want to be around them people. Like when we went to London, we were just in that atmosphere and like we went and met Mark and we went to his house and we trained in that gym. And like, we speak like, even like Jack. Like 17 G wagons within four seconds. Yeah. Wow. Just being around people who are on another level is like, I can get to that. Yeah. Like, you're just a human being. We had that conversation, yeah. didn't we? Like, we met Mark in person. It was like, you are just a human. You're yeah. just, just, just up with the exact same stuff as me. Yeah. 
why can't I do that? You've just been doing it for longer, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like authority network though, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, she's in authority network and I'm in um, high performance coach with Joe Parrish. And it's exactly the same. I look at all the people in there and I look at how high up they're operating and everything. And it just makes you aspire to be on that level and it makes you work harder and it makes you like want to push yourself a little bit more. Like I remember my dad always saying, if you're the wisest person in a room, you're in the wrong room. Um, And it's always stuck with me that always. So I always like strive to want to learn from people. And when you're no longer learning from someone, that's where you need to start questioning like that relationship, I think where you're no longer like learning and growing as even just a friendship, I'd say. Yeah, it's good to have different levels, though, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. still need normal people in your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we had this conversation on one of our podcasts when we say like that phrase of um, like surround, like your circle should be like lifting you up. And like, I think I'd done a post on it. It was like, it doesn't mean that if your friends aren't business owners and trying to level up life, you need to fuck all your mates off. (laughs) You can still be mates with them people, but like there needs to be people in your life that you're like, that are better than you, that are, that are, that are inspiring, that are are something to, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. If there isn't, then you're going to stagnate. Like if you're the best PT in your gym, you'll never be any better. No, 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 yeah, I agree with that. Really, really do agree with that. Yeah. 100%. I think I had someone's Q&A on their story the other week and someone asked that. It was like, when's it time to move gym? And it was, or it was like, what do I do if there isn't like many PTs who are like good in my gym? And it was like, go and find a community. Go and find where, mm. even if you are the best PT in your gym, go and find people who are better than you and just hang around with them. Facebook groups, like the Authority Network, the... What else? I can't remember the name of the woman that Joe Parrish runs, but like you're then thrown into a world of people where, like, oh shit, these people are fucking mm. levels above me. Yeah. And then he asked me, he asked me to put a video in the group, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like rambling for like four minutes. And then it was the night that, remember when everything crashed? Yeah. So I posted it, and then 10 minutes later, everything went off, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I broke the internet. <laughs> Yeah, you broke the internet. Well done, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we nail the third question? Yes, let's go. Are you ready for this third question? No, go. Still go. <laughs> go. Ask away, Isaac. Let's go. Oh, asking this one. What is one thing that everyone in society takes as fact that you disagree with? I sorry, go go on. go go go. No, go on. It does. Like I was, we we said this at the start, and and you said keto, didn't we? Didn't you? It's like, yeah, we could we could say like just stupid shit, like like mm. keto or carbs are bad for you, or calories don't matter and all that. Mm. But like something on a on a deeper level. Um, I, I'd say I know this this it's probably not that deep, but the news. Yes. Like the the news, and then also like because the way I look at it. I don't watch the news. I, I don't I don't like listening to the radio because of the news. Like and no news to me is good news. Yeah. And that's the way I've always kind of seen it. Um and people do, they, they take it for absolute gospel. And it, mm-hmm. it, it 
it's totally like the opposite um, in my eyes. So yeah, I think the news is is up there, isn't it? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I and love and that. It's, it's how you uh, it's how you interpret it as well. Like you you can either take it as good or bad. I'd say mm. um, it's how you respond. I'd, mm. Like. In, in any situation when you get given some news you can either go oh my god everything's ruined and mm. life's shit or you can just be like right okay well what can I now do to make this situation better and if yeah. you can't control it you control it and if you can't yeah exactly let go of it, like, go of it. and I, I mean it's taken me a while to yeah. And, and and I still have wobbles. I'm not sitting there going, "Oh yes, I'm this like flipping person that that, that handles every situation <laughs> well." Um, not but, in this now. <laughs> but if you if you have that in the back of your mind, then you're all you're already a little step further than you were before. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like if you like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the things on the news you can't control. So why are you wasting your energy worrying about it? Like. The, you, you guys might have heard it because you listened to Steve Barlett's podcast. Did you, have you heard the one with that Mo, Mo fella on? Yeah, yes. That's probably... Oh, he was talking about the news, wasn't he? Yeah. You were saying like, about the lockdowns, like people were like li- watching the news at lockdown and being like, you need to know the death rate, you need to know all this, you need to know all that, you need... And he was just like, I don't need to know that. I'm just filling yeah. your brain with negativity. Why, why would I waste time? Why would I waste time listening to this to this bullshit? All I need to know is that I have to wear a mask and restaurants are closed. That's it. Yeah, like, in Canada, we're in it and you can't go to your house. That's all I need to know. Like, yeah. don't know anything yeah. he, he's a good guy in though because I, I relate to him because I really don't like scary movies and he's not watched oh, yeah. one in 18 years so now yeah. that's just my excuse. Don't want to work, don't want to do it. I'm saying. I like my synthetic state to just fuck off sometimes. Yeah. Synthetic all the way, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I literally decided once I started learning about the autonomic nervous system, mate, I'm never watching a horror movie again. Why would but, I do that? Why would you wait? I don't get it. I only see people and they sit there and watch them. I'm like, what the fuck's up no. with you? Like, yeah, why, why yeah. do you want to scare yourself that much? Like, this is because shit like that happens, you know. Like, people yeah. put masks on and go, murder people, that's not right. It's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. I know it's just like, why? Nah, but you, you, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what he's talking about, he, he was saying that he, he, he doesn't fill his brain with negativity. So he doesn't watch horror movies and he hasn't had a nightmare for the last 15 years since he stopped watching them. And every single night before he goes to bed, he watches Michael McIntyre because it makes him laugh. <laughs> and yeah. He has, he has a good sleep. He goes, he goes to sleep. I'm sorry, he has, he, he just has a good sleep. Um, but it's like, it's, it's like that, like, we don't need to waste our energy, going back to the news thing, we don't need to waste our energy and fill our brain with stupid shit. Like, there, there is definitely an agenda with the news. He, he was talking oh, about, yeah. he was talking about the fact that he, he, he had an interview or something on Channel 4 yeah. And he was talking about happiness, and it became like the most viewed clip from Channel Four News ever in like, like two days. Yeah, like five point six billion, weren't it, or something yeah. like that? Something ridiculous. And he was talking about happiness, and he was like, "The people in Channel Four are probably thinking, what the fuck? We just spent the last however long broadcasting news about war and death and and fear and trying to scare the population, and we put one clip about happiness and got fifty six billion views or something." Yeah. <laughs> And as well, I always think, how many group chats were you in over COVID? You didn't need to watch the bloody news anyway, because you got mm-hmm. it from about 10 different group chats at the same time. And then your mum's sharing yeah. something from fucking, like, fucking Spain. Mum, we're not in I, Spain. 
like that first <laughs> I, I've never really watched the news or anything for, for that exact reason like it is yeah. like CNN constant negative news is yeah. is, is what it's <laughs> that's what like the, the, the whistleblower stuff that's just come out about Facebook like they know you're going to use the apps more if it's negative stuff because mm. you're just drawn to be on it more like the, the, the study the science supports that so that's what they do because they, they it's a business at the end of the day isn't it the news is a business yeah. so they want you there that's what works to keep you there so they use it but like people, like during, especially during the first lockdown, people were like, I'm one of them people who were like, oh, have you seen the news? I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, but did, have you seen all this stuff that's come out? I'm like, okay, but can we go for food yet? Or like, what? Yeah. Like, tell me that <laughs> bit. Like, like, yeah, but this happened. And I'm like, okay, but like, can, can I go to the gym? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Can I, we go to the gym? Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's just like, the, you can't control it. Why are you concerned? Just deal with, with, with the stuff that, that you can actually deal with to change your life. No point in stressing over things that you actually can't control. You're just wasting your time, wasting your life. Mm. I told you about the, the Navy SEAL phrase that they have. Yeah. About staying in your three-foot world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, it is literally that. That like anything, your arm's like three foot long. Average mm-hmm. Navy SEAL's six foot. So your arm length is three foot long. So when you go into a building and you go into a situation, when you go into to somewhere that is life-threatening, you can only control what you can grab. You can grab your weapon, you can grab your teammate, you can grab a door. You yeah. can only control that three foot. Everything else is out of your control. So stay inside your three-foot world and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And the story that I heard for this was a guy was rock climbing as part of like their, 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 their selection process, which is, is grueling. And he's on this rock face. And he froze and he was like, he looked down, fucking big fucking rock face, big fucking drop, like, fuck this. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall off. I'm going to die. What if the rope snaps? What if I slip? And the instructor catches up to him and goes, what's in your three foot world? Where's the next handhold? Where are you putting your next foot? Where are you putting your next hand? And he was like, right, okay. He was like, just look at that. I'm robbing that. Thank you. <laughs> you that. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in your three foot world because you can only control what's 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 in that three foot. Yeah. I've left the straighteners on a canoe and be thinking you. So, <laughs> with, you know, with my one, my one's somewhat related to, to, to Isaac's. He's disappeared just right now, but I feel like you should say his, and then obviously I can give my point on it because yeah. I mean, I mean, middle of a podcast, walks out his front door. <laughs> wow. and we'll just wow. wait for you to just do whatever you need to do. It's not like we're recording this. Don't worry about it. You just... Well, lads, we wouldn't be recording it if I didn't do that because I'm on like 2% and he's got the charger out the car. <laughs> so I would have been very bad. Is this like an episode? Of, is this turned into like an episode of MTV Cribs? Oh yeah, it's one bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so well, for you listening to this and you're not watching it, Isaac's just took us on his laptop for a little tour of his house while he gets yeah, laptop tour. While he gets his uh, his charger ready. So yeah, say that again, Lydia, just because I don't think Isaac heard it. Yeah, um, I, I feel like you should go next, Isaac, because I feel like mine's somewhat related to your like one thing that people think is gospel, but you just don't agree with. I, I. I think ours is related to one another. Um, so let me just get this fucking charger in. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I have like these 
need cable holes in my desk, so it's not all messy, but I'm just going to put it in, because otherwise I'll be here for like 20 minutes. You are actually going to feed that through. That's how OCD you are, that that needed to go through the hole in the middle of recording the podcast. You were like, nope. I'm literally, honestly, I've got behind behind you. It's just like yeah. a gap. That's where everything goes. But you said there while I like thrown up before us. So it's like, no, 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 no. This goes behind. <laughs> yeah, it's doing me. I didn't quite have a good time. Um, <laughs> so mine is... Again, I'm going to try and I phrased it to Jack in this way before. Because I feel like it makes more sense to phrase it, to phrase what I believe rather than to phrase what I disagree with. Yeah. So I believe that you are 100% responsible for every single aspect of your life. And the position that you are in now is 100% your fault. So whether that's good or a bad position, it's completely your fault. No matter what has happened to you in your life, it's still your fault. Because I think certain people... Billy, all most people probably believe that the hand you get dealt in life sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, and there's that that can sort of dictate the direction with which your life goes. And if it's if, if you're not quite where you want to be, or it's because my family didn't love me, or it's because mm. I was abused as a kid. Like yeah, you might have had the fucking heaviest childhood ever. You might have got divorced and your wife took your house and you just fucked and you know, got kettled because of that, but still your fault. Like that, that's my, we, and this is um one of the points from last week's podcast track, wasn't it? Yeah. Five habits of successful people, 100% responsibility. <clears throat> like no matter, even, even if it's not your fault, it's still your responsibility to deal with it. Yeah. If, if, if life is absolutely just, okay, would you also know where? And, <laughs> It's just put you on your ass completely. You're still responsible for getting yourself out of that position. So if you're in a bad position now, it's still your fault. You need to deal with it. Totally, 100% yeah. agree. And it's like, so it's like cause and effect. So this is obviously, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think people don't realise that, that genuinely it's up to you to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Anything bad happens to you, it's up to you. So you cause and effect. And one thing we've been taught in AN is your mind will go where the least resilience is. So yeah. that's why people always go resistance. Yeah, least resistance is. So people will go choose the easy route. But you go choosing the easy route and then you don't get to where you want to be. That's your fault because you've not yeah. gone where you actually wanted to go. So it's your responsibility. Yeah. If you want to go achieve something good, well, you're going to have to graft. You are going to have to stay up yeah. a little bit later. But you, there's things that you can put into place and get you to where you need to be. Mark Rhodes is part of the authority network, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. one up. He posted something... <laughs> yesterday and it was just on that and it was like i'll i'll try and draw it on here if you can see um you should be able to see it we're gonna mark you out of 10 <laughs> yeah really quickly draw it up um really quickly so implying that already making an excuse for himself before so yeah put that up and it literally said where are we terrible teacher i'd be a useless teacher um <laughs> Yeah, we put it on his story, didn't it? Yeah, easy yeah. choices, hard life, hard choices, yeah. easy life. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say the irony of making easy choices now is that it gets harder later. Mm, yeah, because yeah. in the end, that's what we get taught that there's three ways in life that you can do. So you've got the middle one, which is like stay, like change nothing, nothing will change, or change nothing, then everything gets worse, or start to change something and everything will get better. 
They're like, yeah. it's something similar it's like to that. Slight, slight edge, that, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge. So it, it gets taught to clients. That's like one of the, on like a discovery call, it's one thing that we actually talk about clients. Like, you've got three options in life. Which one are you going to choose? Yeah. It's the same, not going to change. Or the bottom one where you're going to get worse and just you help to carry on deteriorating. Again, what you just said, it's up to your responsibility to choose one. Which one do you want to go through? You're going yeah. to choose I'll, the green line. I'll give you the, I'll give you the three foot world because I'm taking that. I'll send yeah. you the picture so you can actually have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because it explains it a lot better than what I have, because I'm pretty sure I just said every single attachment wrong. So <laughs> something along those lines though, so it's all right. Yeah, I, I, I think it's true though, isn't it? But some some people struggle to take the responsibility or struggle to see that. So there'll probably be some people listening now who will be offended and might have turned the podcast off. Mm-hmm. But they're just not in a position to, to take no. responsibility right now for whatever reason. Oh, what's yours, Lydia, that was close to that? Exactly that. So it's basically the same thing, but like obviously your mind will go with like your least resistance and your cause and effect it's totally up to you no matter what even like this is coming from someone who literally completely went through a really bad rough patch the past three months like and I sat there whilst I was in the room that I was in I was just like no this is my fault if this is my fault I'm going to go apologize to each, each and every single person that I've fucked up the life with and but I knew it was down to me to go do that because mm-hmm. no one else was going to do it for me mm-hmm. So I think going back to obviously the point is I think sometimes though that you've you've got to go through something to kind of go oh no actually this is literally everything I do from this point forward is is down to me like it isn't going to be down to anyone else so I need to make the right choices to go forward in life instead of going backwards. Do you think that the reason not everyone can do that is because of the burden that it takes to place that upon yourself is very yeah. heavy? Yeah, it, it, took, it took a good time for me to sit there and go, okay, I need to apologise and go do what I need to do. It took like a month to do it, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe three. It took, it took a long while for me to actually sit there and go, fucking hell, I need to do something about yeah. this before everything goes wrong. But Accepting responsibility for everything that's going wrong is, is fucking hard. It's almost like yeah. acceptance that you're at fault or initially it can be hard for people. Yeah, because you because the thing is as well, like when you do admit that you've done wrong, you've got repercussions from that as well. So you've got people that are going to give you shit constantly, even though you're doing right. You're then going to get people's negative shit at you. So it's about going then. Okay, do I do I listen to them and accept it, or do I go? I understand what you're saying, but I've now got to go and do what I need to go go do. Yeah, one hundred percent. Catch twenty two in it. Yeah, it is. Um, Jack. What's yours? Yes. Mine, I don't feel like mine's even even up there now. After that, that was a really powerful answer. And I'm just going to bring the podcast down now. So mine is to do with... Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a substrata of life. Yeah, it's just a, a, a sort of like an, an off little strand off that little avenue. Yeah. Turn right before you get to the end of your point. <laughs> um, yeah, the your that sickness illness is something that just happens to you like i don't believe that like people like you in conversation like oh yeah i caught a cold oh yeah there's a bad bug going around oh yeah think he's really sick like nah doesn't happen like you don't get sick just because you're unlucky 
know. Like, if you know someone who's sick all of the time, it doesn't look, is it? Something caused that. Mm-hmm. Even, and I mean, this is going to really piss I, people. Even if you look at, like, the genetical thing, genetical? Genetical. My <laughs> word, it is now. My words, I'll do what I want. Um, like, my podcast. <laughs> yeah, my podcast, do what I want. Um, <laughs> if it's a genetic condition, well, something caused that down the line for that to be a thing. Just bad luck that you were born with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be just complete chance. But also, going back to my point, still your responsibility to fucking deal with it. Even yeah. if you've got a heavy fucking brother, still, still. I, I, yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, because when COVID was at its like peak, I was still a frontline police officer at the time and I didn't catch COVID. And I was literally in people's faces searching them like, like up this close, didn't catch COVID. And then I caught COVID like was August. It? August and I know it's because I was this burning, August as well so like over a year later I was burning the candle at both ends I wasn't sleeping well I wasn't eating enough food I was just literally not practicing what I preached and I got really ill so I know 100% that that is why I got ill because my immune system's always been absolutely amazing hasn't it but yeah but and then I was like, yeah, I've not got COVID. Look at me. And then it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you need to do a lateral flow test. She's like, no, don't. No. I was like, do a lateral flow test. Did one. I was like, wait, you got COVID. Shoot you down. Like, I, I want to say something that's going to sound stupid, but also kind of like obvious is that there's no healthy people in hospital. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't go to hospital and it's like, that guy over there has got like pneumonia, but he's really healthy. Like, yeah. Everything was going great until the pneumonia hit him. Do you know, like you're not healthy going into hospital, are you? No. Done something to lead up to that. Like every time I've gone to A and E, even if it's been an, an injury, I've done something stupid. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't tear me peck off my chest because, like, <laughs> I was getting really good sleep and I, and I was training really well. I tried to jump and swing off a bar in the ceiling and fell on the floor and ripped my pack. Like, I thought, stupid. Sounds like my type of person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it is true. And obviously, going just obviously, we don't want to talk about COVID, but the majority of people who were who had COVID and got COVID really fucking bad were overweight. Mm-hmm. So if that's volume. Then God knows what I, I lost about been five kg when I had it. Jesus Christ, it nearly had abs <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> I woke up. I'm not catching COVID anyone on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up after food poisoning, lean as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lost like a couple of kilos in like two days. And was just, you oh, both just give away the secret to my 28 day challenge. I'm starting tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. go for the near food poisoning. Go eat some raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> raw chicken, that's one cough then. Oh, oh. Oh, that makes you sick. Um, is, 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 is there any, any other topics that we want to speak about, or should we wrap it up? I think that is a a nice round off to a really good podcast. It is, yeah. It's nice yeah. to have some, some fantastic guests. I don't have to just yeah. chat shit with you yeah. the whole time. Stick a listener, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like, yeah, I've been like, 
every week, same face. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we knew we knew it was going to be a good podcast because I said this to Isaac when we were talking about getting guests back on. You were the first names that come to my head because we were talking about the live that we done. Yeah. And it was my favourite Instagram live that I'd done. It was you just bring a good energy when you come on <laughs> and you bounce off each other and we work well when we when we do stuff like this. And I was just like, yeah, let's get them on. Let's kick it off with a, with a really good guest. And it was. It's a good yeah. podcast, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you both for Featuring inviting us. Coco is being a and psycho yeah. right about now. So. <laughs> I just see you get like pulled around in the background. He's ragging his koala bear. I um, I still want to know what you think is so once this is paused I want to know what it is yes thank you so much for listening everyone and just yeah. tell, tell them where that you can find you it's uh, so a mind at Lydia's PT literally that is it yeah and mine is at Grace M for Mike Cowan C-O-W-A-N yeah. it was Gracie Fit but I changed it to my name <laughs> because <laughs> everyone was calling the Gracie she was like it's not my name it's not my name yeah <laughs> and I remember Jack writing a post ages ago about some people with fit in the name member and I was like I can think of it was in the name it was <laughs> it was just a post about you but I didn't have the balls to say it <laughs> yeah, but I mean I came up with that name it was like years ago weren't it when I set up my Instagram yeah but, yeah um, just want to know a secret one. My first Instagram had fit in the name, and that's probably why I wrote the post. Yeah. <laughs> Your own responsibility, you did that yourself. Yeah. 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 I'm owning up. I'm taking ownership of, of why. What was it, Jack? Jack Fit. What was what? Jack Fit. Yeah, get fat. Get, get, no, don't get, get fat. Get fit with Jack. It was, <laughs> get fit with what fat Jack. <laughs> I've, I've got to, I've, Do you know what I remember? Because. It was called Fat Jack, wasn't it? No, it was something fitness. I've got the hoodie in. I found the hoodie the other day when I was having a clear out. Um, Is that uh, when Tom first ever came with you, actually? Way before that. This was, I was still in the army. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know what it is now. I'm like pure curiosity. I think it was Get Get Jacked Fitness. Get Get Jacked. Yeah. It's quite good though, that. Play on the name. Yeah, I like like playing with, do you know what I mean? Like, that's why... Hence, like silver jacks, I, I, I like playing with stuff, even if it doesn't really make sense for what it is that I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, thank you everyone for listening. You can find me and Jack at coach.com at jack.level10life or at rach.level10life. It's two of us now. Yeah, Rach is working now. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. <laughs>